Welcome back to Salt and Burn This Supernatural Rewatch Podcast. My name is Sammy. I'm Valerie. And thank you for joining us yet again. <laughs> I think I didn't I haven't edited edited oh my god. Edited I, I haven't edited edited yet the asylum episode. But I think you mentioned in there you recognize the hospital? Yeah, like the interior? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I yeah, thought you, it was from You were right. <gasps> yes yeah yeah yes it's a uh, riverview hospital and they use this location a bajillion times so we'll okay. see it again in the future <laughs> we will see it again yeah but it was that hospital it was the one um uh what was it you said bloody mary maybe uh yeah yeah where the the dad the original the first character who was killed by bloody mary in the episode mm-hmm. was taken uh and there's that eager beaver uh coroner guy yeah um yeah, the flight of stairs that Dean and Sam were coming down after they, you know, uh, looked at the body and stuff mm-hmm. was the exact same flight of stairs that they showed when the boys first re-enter the hospital yeah. in Asylum. Yeah. So, yay me! Yeah. Good catch. <laughs> no, and they had, that. and I was reading about, like, the, the set dressers and the makeup people and stuff talking about how they dressed this one and that they just had so much fun. Oh, just tearing apart the asylum, yeah. the hospital? Oh, that's great. Yeah, and, like, making it look as grungy and gross as possible. Nice. Um, I so love that's... it when you can you can hear them, like, talk about how much fun it is to actually, like, yeah. jump in and do something Yeah. when it but... comes to putting the show together. That's yeah, great. go you. Yeah, yay me! So I wanted to save you and our listeners a little bit of time in this episode and you know how we, I will always say, hey, do you know this actor? Hey, do you recognize that yeah. person? I'm just going to say that almost every single guest star on this show has either been mm-hmm. on Psych, mm-hmm. The X-Files, The L Word, Supernatural mm-hmm. Later, and Stargate, somewhere <laughs> in the Stargate universe. Almost every single person has been in at least or more than one, at uh. least one or more than uh, two of those things so just blanket statement for this for this show everyone's the, been on the x-files everyone's been on psych everyone's been on stargate everyone's been this show or this episode in this episode oh, okay i beg your pardon in this episode although i get probably does hold true for the, sh- the whole show <laughs> yeah so because as i was because not everybody stood out to me and that's normally what i do i didn't somebody, really recognize anybody but there's the one major guest star which I will call out when we get to him. Okay. Um, so rather than calling out every single guest star on the show uh-huh. and reading their IMDb, yeah. I will just say <laughs> this episode has the most people in the most amount of shows that I watch. You're right. That's funny. Okay, season one, episode 11, Scarecrow. Story by Patrick Sean Smith, teleplay by John Shaban, and directed by Kim Manners. Yay! I guess that's probably why there's all these X-Files people. <laughs> Could be. Could right. be. Episode summary. If it only had a brain, well, maybe it has. A malevolent scarecrow could be why strangers in Burkittsville, Indiana, don't get out of town alive. I like the way you leaned into that one. Okay, so well, first off, Burkittsville, Indiana is a, a non-real place. I want to ask. I want to ask. Too. What's the point? 
Right. What's so the, what's the point? Because there's Burkittsville, Maryland. Yeah, yeah. Spelled differently too. Mm-hmm. So what's the point of making up towns? Yeah, it's there's it's inconsistent how they use real ones sometimes and fake ones yeah. sometimes. And in fact, you know what? I'm gonna make a note to myself to look that up and talk about it the next time, just because I'm curious. You know, I, I am. Because now that we've been writing it down so much uh-huh. and actively participating in the storytelling, yeah, I'm like, what? What's the point of just? Right. Why not just if we're if the if the characters exist in our own existence, mm-hmm. in in our state, in our times, why make up, you know, town names? Right. Yeah. And I wonder if they keep doing that, you know, or I, if it fades away. I don't know. I guess we'll find out. I go, yeah, I guess we'll find out. But I, th- I think they keep, I think they bounce back and forth between yeah. made up and not. Okay. So this episode starts with a flashback from a year ago. There's a cute newlywed couple getting their car fixed in this little Mayberry-like town. You know, the the um, townspeople are super nice. They're like, oh, well, here's an apple pie for you on the road. Mm-hmm. Have a good time. You know. Yep. Stay uh, safe. Yes. The niece Emily notices and comments on this guy's tattoo. Could be important later. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a pretty striking tattoo as well. <laughs> yeah, a pretty massive tribally yeah. thing on his arm. Right. So they head out of town and womp womp, their car dies. Yeah, and it dies in a very X-Files fashion. Like sputter, sputter, sputter to a stop and die which is a very x-files thing i kept expecting like you know a big bright light to shine down on them <laughs> you know from the sky <laughs> didn't happen but they get out of the car just to kind of look around because their cell phones don't work either and uh, the guy's like hey look there's a house in the woods we should go check it out and of course the girl's like maybe we shouldn't <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, no way no way let's not do that and the guy's like come on let's go and so of course they have to go yeah. So the start of any horror film has yeah. just started. Yeah. This poor girl. <laughs> this is like, uh, no, just, just listen to the lady. Oh my gosh. So they move um, towards the light. They make note of this creepy ass scarecrow just hanging out in the middle of this orchard. And this moment was actually very terrifying for me. When she's walking, the camera angle is from behind the scarecrow, like behind his shoulder. And you see, like, this subtle little turn of his head towards and her. So does she. And yes. so does she. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, that's that's absolutely scary. The, you see the scarecrow in full view first. Yeah. And my first thought is, that's a guy. That is a guy there. And, yeah. like, if I was this woman, I'd be thinking, why is there a man strung up in the middle of uh-huh. this field? So the fact that when she already is scared, walks by it, and you see the scarecrow turn its head, uh-huh. and she sees it, uh-huh. That would have been Valerie's running. Yep. There's there's no grabbing my boyfriend husband's hand. I am just feet her off the ground. <laughs> I am gone. You know. Leave him to fend for himself. <laughs> Absolutely. I would probably trample him in my, you know, in my attempts to to get away. Tear his clothes off as I went. You know, just get out of my way, get out of my way, and off I go. All right. So don't take Valerie on a first date to a haunted orchard. <laughs> Or maybe do it. You know, I mean, <laughs> yeah. depends, on, depends on what kind of fun you're looking for. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, absolutely terrifying moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they still continue on. The they guy's like, can... come on, let's go. Yep. Let's go. And that, that house doesn't get any closer. 
you know the further they walk into the woods or into this orchard it's like the house the lights in the distance not getting any closer no and they're and they're getting really disoriented or at least it seems that way because the camera's like spinning around everywhere because everything every row looks the same you know it's not yeah there aren't many markers that except for this light that are different so then they just start running because they hear noises (laughs) <laughs> like heavy breathing yes and, and, and footsteps crackling footsteps yes yes and then while they're running the guy just quietly disappears he just yeah and, and it's i made a note of that i'm like he's not like grabbed uh-uh. it's just suddenly he's not there yeah yeah kind like of like s- the guy from Hookman. you know like it just he was there and then he wasn't you and know then, yeah yeah and she and when the the girl turns around she's like where, where where did he go yeah like how and now not only is she alone but she can still hear mm-hmm. the crunching and the breathing and yeah and uh, the camera is circling around her yeah. so she clearly has no idea where she's running it's not even a matter of running towards the house anymore it's just run yeah, yeah. and she turns to run and trips over something <laughs> and falls and it's her husband yeah Dead Faceless. on the ground. <laughs> Face ripped off, a bloody mess on the ground. Yeah, Jesus. And uh, and then we assume that the scarecrow Grab. grabs her. Well, he appears, right? And she screams. She, yeah, she yeah. She turns around, sees it, screams, and then... Screams, and then all we hear is like the Blackout. shing yeah. of like someone's head getting yeah. Cut off by something metal because he has a scythe. Yeah, the scarecrow. That's the oh, other yeah, the thing. Scarecrow the scarecrow the in the field has a scythe in his hand. Yeah. Like another, another, you know, little red flag about let's yeah. keep our distance from this scarecrow. <laughs> Can I say something funny about yeah. this episode? Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Besides the fact that this isn't an actual apple orchard, yeah, that they're in, even though there's apples scattered on the ground and there's bushels of apples scattered under the trees. These are not apple trees. It's no. supposed to be an apple orchard. It's yeah. not. You wouldn't find a scarecrow in an apple orchard. Yeah. You, you, because uh, crows don't eat fruit, for one thing, because fruit seeds are poisonous. They have arsenic in them, and it would kill all the crows. Um, you, you just don't find scarecrows in an apple orchard. So I was, that kind of made me giggle as well, <laughs> that, that there's a scarecrow in this apple orchard. They might eat hazelnuts, though. Which these trees are actually hazelnut trees. <laughs> yes, indeed. But but the aunt didn't cook a hazelnut pie. No, she she hands off an apple pie, and there's no. apples strewn everywhere. There's no apples on the trees. They're all on the ground. Uh-huh. Um, that it just made me made me giggle a little bit because yeah. I grew up in a in a or I grew up part of my life in a small town that had an apple orchard. Like mm-hmm. every middle school and high school field trip was to the apple orchard. Yeah. Yeah, so when they when this was decided this was supposed to be an apple orchard, I was like, mm, those aren't apple trees. Yeah, they're very decidedly not apple trees, but yeah. it's okay. It still looks cool. Oh, absolutely. Like, the trees absolutely. actually are kind of, I don't know, a neat choice since they're so branchy. You know, mm-hmm. there's not like that solid trunk that right, apple right. trees you usually can, have. Yeah, more sh- they're more sinewy looking, mm-hmm. you know, a little bit more... Uh, you know, grab you kind of trees. Yeah. Cut to a repeat, basically, of the last scene of the previous episode. Yes. Yes, with the phone ringing. Sam and Dean are in a motel room. Shocking. Um, and the phone is ringing. We know it's Dad, 
because that's how the last episode ended is mm -hmm. sam picking up the phone saying dad mm -hmm. but this time dad is there like the camera's on dad and he's talking to him like not only do you hear dad's voice but you see him at a payphone you know yep on the other end but this is the this is you know sam of course his first thoughts are you oh my gosh are you okay mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know where are you are you okay and dad assures you know tries to reassure sam that he's fine everything's okay. not everything's okay but he's okay you know he uh he tries to just calm sam down but when when sam says you know we'll come to you uh john says no yeah don't i you can't you need to stay out of this. Mm -hmm. But and also, stay away. Yeah. Yeah. But also, you mentioned earlier, which we didn't record it, but this is the first time that dad pinpoints what killed mom and probably Jess as well, which is a demon. A demon. Yeah. He says, it's a demon. Yeah. And uh, it's what killed your mom. Uh, it's what killed Jess. I'm so sorry. He apologizes mm -hmm. for what, you know, Sam is going through. Um, it's, uh, it's a little bit interesting that the, the relationship that, that Sam and John have yeah. is so combative, Yeah. but they've both experienced almost the exact same uh -huh. things in life, yeah. but yet they're still, they're still so combative. Uh -huh. You know, they don't see, uh, I guess they don't see their own similarities, right. you know, it's just, yeah. it's just a matter of. Which is why they butt heads so much. So then Sam is just too stubborn, you know, he's not writing anything down, he's not taking dad's orders, so then Dean tears the phone away from Sam, and at this point you don't hear dad anymore, you just hear Dean going, yes sir, yes sir, you got it, you know. <laughs> yep, take down, you, John says take down these names, uh -huh. and so John is trying to redirect Sam and Dean to go somewhere else, to yeah. just away from wherever John is go follow go work on these cases mm -hmm. and dean's ready to do it he's ready to take orders from dad um oh here was a scary thing that john said after he said it's a demon mm -hmm. uh he says they're everywhere and it just makes the whole like supernatural world like blow up that it's not just there isn't just this one demon yeah, because up until now, Sam and Dean have been fighting, like, single entities at yeah. a time, mm -hmm. for the most part. Right. Um, but now that John says it's a demon, oh, they're everywhere. It's like, uh-oh, like, we're not safe. There's demons everywhere. Yeah, yeah. That's an order. Do your job. Yeah. Dean, good little soldier, he does it. So yep. then they get in the car on their way to Burkittsville, Indiana. Sam is driving. Dean is kind of gushing over dad's research capabilities you know he's, yeah, he's like, like he's he's a master yes like all the research that went into finding the connection between these three couples uh -huh. like even though they all came from different states they all managed to pass through this one town or mm -hmm. pass to this one town before disappearing mm -hmm. all at the same time uh time frame different years yeah but like same season same month yeah same day yeah and yeah so dean is like dad's a master the man's yeah. a master at, yeah at and this, this is the point where like the tension kind of comes to a peak like a true boiling point you know they're still fighting about dad what to do about dad sam wants to go find him and not listen to him dean yeah. says no we have to listen to him and it just like gets more fiery and yeah. fiery and then sam has had it you know yeah. he stops sam the wants car 
he wants Sam wants answers and he wants revenge. Yeah. And he's not getting it by being with Dean. Yeah. Because Dean is leading him in the other direction. Right. And he's like, that's it. Yep. So stops the car, opens up the trunk, takes his pack, and leaves. Yeah. In 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 a bit of a huff. Yeah. I might say. Yeah. You know, it's like I want to support Sam in his need for answers. It's like uh-huh. I want to sympathize. But at the same time, I'm that personality that follows the rules, listens to dad. <laughs> That's me. That is my that is yeah. my thing. As a kid, I didn't get into a lot of trouble because I saw what happened when my brothers and sisters <laughs> didn't listen to dad. So by the time I came around, I was like, hey, I don't need that in my life. You know, so I can empathize more with Dean. I follow the rules. Dad says to go do this. I'm going to go do this. Where Sam is like, no, I need to go do my thing, which I understand, but I can't fully empathize with. I am the exact opposite. <laughs> I, do I not, know. <laughs> I do not like rules. I do not like authority. And maybe that's because I am the older child of two. Um, that mm-hmm. I've not that I was um, dangerously reckless or anything like that, but but I was a little bit rambunctious, you know. And mm-hmm. you know, it's just like, oh, your curfew's nine. Okay, we'll see, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and see, I saw what happened when somebody yeah. said, yeah, we'll see. And I was like, ooh, okay, right. <laughs> there are consequences. Right. And I don't need to poke that bear because my sisters poked it for me. Right. You right. know, so so I get it. I mm-hmm. just, that's why I feel like Sam, for me, Sam left in a huff. So I relate more to Dean. Yeah. And I know that other people relate more to Sam. Yeah. I definitely would have left in a huff. I have left in huffs before mm-hmm. in occasions. So. Um, I know this about you, Sam. I know. <laughs> I'm a brat. In a good way. In a good I'm way. a brat and a pain no. in the ass. It's fine. Yes. I've yes. accepted that about myself. Yeah. Sam yep. has decided to leave and Dean yep. has decided to let him leave, you know. Yep. He leaves in a huff too. He's just like, He fine. absolutely does. You know? <laughs> he, in a full Dean fashion. Yep. Like, fine. I will go save the world if you're not going to go. Yeah. I'll do it myself. Yep. And Slams the hood down, gets back in the car, goes. Off. Right. Yep. Spoiler alert. This will not be the first time. Or the last, I mean, sorry, this will not be the last time. <laughs> that the boys go their separate ways. Yes. In huffs. Yes. Yes, I have a big word again next to my mm-hmm. note here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, again, not the last time. So Dean drives off to Indiana. When he gets there, though, he takes out his phone mm-hmm. and looks like he's about to call Sam. Yep. It's like he scrolls through his contacts, which is hysterical because it's a flip phone. I know. And everyone's got their little, like, computerized pick your photo. It's yeah. not your picture. It's a cartoon character of what you think you are. Yeah. Um, and it looks like he wants to call Sam, but he doesn't. At the last yeah. second, he closes the phone, puts it away. I'm sure there's some significance to the names in the phone that he scrolled by, um, but not a rabbit hole we need to go down. Right, yeah. I, <laughs> right. I chose not to either. <laughs> So he, uh, Dean hops out, he's looking at this small dainty town, and uh, he goes up to the local cafe, Scotty's Cafe, and sees a guy leaning, sitting in a chair, leaning up against the, the, the storefront. He's like, let me guess, you must be Scotty. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, yeah, yeah. And Dean introduces himself, here's his personality, uh, as John Bonham. Mm-hmm. And, and Scotty recognizes it. 
Yeah, and Scotty's like, because of that, the drummer from Led Zeppelin. And I was like, scratch that name off my notes <laughs> because he beat me to it. Totally beat me to the reference. I was like, all right. Yep. <laughs> so they did it for you. I loved it. But then Scotty goes on to call him John. <laughs> what can I do for you, John? Yeah. <laughs> Still calls him by the bottom name, which is great. Um, but Dean asks Scotty, you know, have you seen these people? You know, the missing couple. Mm-hmm. And Scotty says no. Scotty doesn't know. Um, Sorry. <laughs> it's going to be one of those episodes. Huh? <laughs> I know. That's right. That's right. Whatever gets us through it. That's right. right. Hum a few bars. Um, Dean gets so, a little cheeky with him. It's just like, you got a smile that could light up a room <laughs> while he's sitting there scowling. <laughs> Deadpan. <laughs> yeah. Makes me wonder, like, you know, how many takes it took him to keep a straight face. Yeah. Um, but that's classic Dean. Mm-hmm. Classic Dean. So next thing we see is Sam mm-hmm. uh, hitchhiking. And uh, I have to ask, I have to ask, how long was he walking backwards down this road oh that he God. didn't see a blonde girl sitting right, on yeah. the side of the road with her back facing the way traffic is coming in order for her to actually catch a ride <laughs> in the direction she wants to go? Plus, she's, you know, listening to in your headphones. Yeah. So uh, the that whole setup, I was just like, come on. You didn't see this girl sitting on the yeah, side of the road. Yeah. Plus, I mean, now having watched the episode, I know more about why she was sitting on the side of the road. Uh-huh. But in the sense of this scene is just now happening, what girl hitchhiking is going to be sitting on the side of the road with her back towards the traffic? With her headphones on. Yeah, with, yeah. Yeah. So there and was this, that. Right. And then the sensibilities in me are like, you're a woman – a cute woman hitchhiking alone really you're gonna have your headphones in yeah exactly and be startled by yes. sam yeah who just happens to be a nice guy yeah um she doesn't know that <laughs> and smartly she says no i'm not gonna tell you anything you could be a creeper yeah enter creepy white van <laughs> you know with creepy driver who yeah. says hey honey you know i'll take you but not the guy and she hops in the van and and literally what is <laughs> he he says you 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 trust shady van guy <laughs> for me and, you know and not me and she's like yep yeah and off they drive leaving yeah. sam on the side of the road the good guy yeah and so that whole scene was just ridiculous <laughs> with with the oh my gosh yeah this girl have you have you ever picked up a hitchhiker if my parents are listening no <laughs> um yes i have I, but I picked up a couple who were hitchhiking, um, on their way to the airport. Mm. And this was something that everybody did in order to get to the airport. Yeah. Uh, you just stuck your thumb out and hoped that someone took you. And it was just a thing to do. Cause guess where it was? Hawaii. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So anytime you saw somebody on the side of the road with a backpack in Hawaii. Yeah. Unless they were facing uphill towards the beach and the mountains. Right, right, <laughs> they were right. going back yeah, to the airport. Yeah. So, yes, I did give um, a couple of rides to the airport. I have also picked up a hitchhiker. Um, I was driving, it was while I was in college, uh, I was driving from my parents' house in Oklahoma to back to college in Kansas. So it's a four-hour drive. And, and usually I would just never do it, you know. It's just like, for you know, Young woman driving alone, don't pick up strangers. And I don't know what compelled me to do it this time, but I did. Like, I just saw this guy, and he's, like, 
you know, throwing up pleading hands in the air. He just looks so <laughs> desperate. I don't know, but so I did. I and pulled been... over. Um, <laughs> I know, but you know what? It was. I'm glad that I did. He was Australian. <gasps> nice. Uh, his name was Alvin Duke. I remember his name. Um, and he was just coming to America to see. You know, he was on his holiday, and uh, he had. I can't remember if he had landed in California and was making his way to New York or the other way around. Oof. Yeah. But when he landed, he didn't have, he lost his papers or something. So then he like couldn't get anywhere. Like he couldn't rent a car. He couldn't get a hotel room. You know, it was just like he really got oh, no. totally he got screwed, screwed over. And, you know, he told me stories like the cops, you know, if he was sleeping on a bench, like the cops were super assholes to him and... Um, and other people, you know, are just like really distrustworthy. But no, I felt really bad for him. <laughs> you know, just like he just came to America to see, and he's just like never coming here again. You know, and it's just uh, like, oh, I'm sorry. Well, you know, it's not America's fault that you lost your papers, but it is America's <laughs> fault I, for how you were treated after. Yes, yes, exactly. Yeah. Um, oh, so you were his bright spot. I was. I hope. Um, we listened. And how to long God... have you been married? No, I'm just. Kidding. <laughs> <laughs> we listened to Godsmack for a while. He took a nap, um, and then I dropped him off at a big truck stop on the way because he was a trucker, uh, his profession. So he's just like, "Yeah, I'll stop here. I think that I can, you know, talk to some of my own kind." You know, <laughs> nice. Nice. So it turned out well. It could okay. have easily not have turned out well. I realize he, that. But yes, yes. Young people listening, don't pick up hitchhikers. No, don't do it. Unfortunately, don't do it. Just don't do it. We we got lucky. <laughs> I just really wanted that to be. And we've been married for 15. Right. <laughs> but Alvin, if you're listening, I remember you. Oh. Next on the podcast. Oh, Alvin. my gosh. <laughs> people who've been picked up by us hitchhiking. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, meanwhile, Dean meanwhile. is having no luck in Burkittsville. You know, he goes into the general um, store. Is it general store? Right. Or the mechanic yeah. shop? I don't know. But uh, it's the general, I mean, the sign out front says general store, which okay. I'm assuming is attached to the garage. Right. You know, that has. General store slash mechanic. Yeah. Um, shows the pictures to an uh, older couple that we saw earlier in the episode in the flashback. The Yep, the giving the pie people. Uh-huh. Um, and they say no, but then Emily comes down the stairs and says, wait, did he have a tattoo on his arm? Yeah. Oh, turns out he yeah. does. And the missing posters, yes, have a yes. giant picture of his, his tattooed arm. Yes, and, and she does. She remembers them. She said, remember, they came through here. You know, on the I'm way, gonna... we fixed their car. Mm -hmm. Oh, I was going to say, when um, the uncle, Harley takes the um the the missing poster to from from dean to be to look at it say hey i haven't seen this guy mm -hmm. they do a big shot of his ring of harley's ring did you happen to notice it uh -uh. norse runes oh. all the way yeah so instead of like you know a celtic ring like a lot right, of people have yeah. his ring was um norse runes interesting so yeah so the the niece says did he have tattoos you know picture says yes and suddenly, uh, you know, the aunt and uncle are like, oh, yeah, they yeah. were in town. <laughs> they did come in. And then we sent them. Um, that away. 
we sent them that way out of town down Orchard Road. Just a, a personal connection to Orchard Road. When I lived in Singapore, one of the main roads in Singapore was Orchard Road. Uh-huh. So when they first started saying Orchard Road, I was like, yay, Orchard Road, this is going to be great. Yeah. It's not. No. <laughs> it's no, a murder it's alley. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I was like, oh, scratch that out of the notes. Mm-hmm. So Dean gets directions down Orchard Road and off he goes. Mm-hmm. And while he's driving, his little homemade EMF maker goes off like crazy. Yes. And so he pulls off to see why his EMF detector Mm -hmm. is going crazy um, and wanders into the the orchard and stumbles across the scarecrow. The scarecrow is, you know, back on its perch in Mm -hmm. its, you know, standing by position. (laughs) Right. Standing by to murder position. And... Dean does something I would never do. He gets, like, up close and personal. Oh, my gosh. And also, this, in the Scarecrow's close-up, you could see him breathing. Breathing, yeah. <laughs> and somebody, I, somebody mentioned that to me, and I was like, I, I get it. I don't think that was a mistake. I mean, obviously, no. you know, it's like when in TV, if you see someone dead on the ground yeah and you see the performer breathing you know what people breathe it, right it would be great if we could hold our breaths for as long as it took to film being dead yeah people breathe so you just gotta take that with a grain of salt i think it was intentional that it was still slightly lifelike right no i thought it was a great choice that they um to use an, a human being in this shot even though it doesn't move you know, instead yeah. of just because it would be so easy to make a dummy and just throw the mask on over him, you know, and right. just throw him up on the pole. But instead, they chose the actor who plays the scarecrow. Now, can you get up there and just be still? Be still, right? And yeah, I mean, you can, but you can't because you breathe and your blood pumps, and you know, right. yeah. So it's not like he was up there moving around, but right. he was moving enough that, as an audience member, we knew. Right. That it was alive. Yes. You know. And we were just waiting because the scene that you're talking about now where he Dean grabs a ladder. And this is in broad daylight. So you see everything. Mm-hmm. Um, he grabs a ladder, climbs up it, and is like face to face with this guy for a while and just looking yeah. at him. And so the anticipation of this moment, um, it was just like, this, this scarecrow's going to move. He's going to jump. Something's going to happen. Gonna, it's, it's, someone's going to get him. It's going to get him. Luckily, <laughs> it's not the right. It's not the right day, and it's not the right time. Right. That Dean doesn't get grabbed, but that whole scene with him face to face with this scarecrow was, and plus the face of that scarecrow is just horrific. Yeah. You know, anytime someone has like, because to describe it, it had eye holes, but you couldn't see the eyes. Mm-hmm. Um, but it looked like the face had just been sewn shut, like the mouth was sewn shut. Yeah, it's like um, a patchwork of skin on his face. Yeah, so you almost see... like a baseball like almost sewn together like like baseball seams right Um, and also kind of like jeepers creepers i think the monster in jeepers creepers does something similar like he's got sewn up skin and and stuff like that so So. pieced like sewn together from different things and uh and dean notices uh he as he's looking at the scarecrow he notices um the the arm that's holding the scythe Mm -hmm. um has look what looks to be a tattoo on it and it just so happens that it's the exact same tattoo that uh, vince had mm-hmm. and that right there again why i can't be on the show because that would have had me a off the ladder in a heartbeat 
But Dean is just like, uh-huh, interesting. Yeah. That, you know, this this scarecrow has the same, not only the same tattoo, but seems to have human skin, <laughs> you know, right. as an arm. And he's like, all right, let me, I need to go back into town and uh-huh. and investigate this. Right. Okay, so then Dean goes back into town. You know, he gets gas. Emily's there. They make... Uh- Huh? I'm sorry. I just wanted to interrupt you for a second yeah. when he stops to get gas uh-huh. because it's like Emily's gas station or her, her aunt and uncle's gas yeah. station. She's the one who pumps the gas. Mm-hmm. Did you notice that when she went to put gas in the car that the the, the like the gas plate was already down? Because you like in that car, the gas tank is behind the um, license plate mm-hmm. on the back of the car. So in order to get to it, you have to like pull down the uh, the license plate mm-hmm. and then unscrew the gas cap. When she went to go unscrew the gas cap, the license plate had already been flipped down. So like oh. it hadn't get it didn't get reset from the first time or the second time that right, they shot right. that scene. That was just a little continuity thing. I was huh. like, Oh, license plate was already down. And Dean didn't do it because the shot goes from him getting out of the car. Yeah. yeah. So unless he was driving with like his, you know, gas tank door open. Right. <laughs> Which well, I, don't I think didn't Dean would do. I didn't even think about that because I've never that was the first time I've seen a car I'm I'm not a car person, okay? I don't, like, <laughs> go crazy over, like, old muscle cars or anything like that. But I'd never seen a gas tank From the back. right there. Yeah. So while they're making small talk, you know, Emily tells him about her life. She was 13 when her parents died in a car crash and her aunt and yeah. uncle took her in. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he makes comments like, oh, you like living in the boonies? And she's like, yeah, you know, it's... It's it is it is town. in the middle of nowhere, but it's nice. The people here are really friendly. We're almost blessed because almost every town around us is the, the crops are dying, you know, mm-hmm. are suffering. Suffering, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And he also, you know, mentions the scarecrow in the orchard, you know, because he mentions he went wandering around or something, right? And it's just like, what about that? Yeah. You know, what's up with that scarecrow? She's like, yeah, it's just always been there. Yeah. 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 Um, and Dean... Uh, Again, while making small talk, notices an, another car in the in the garage, in the mechanic's garage. He's like, oh, somebody else having car trouble? Mm-hmm. And uh, Emily says, yeah, it's a couple. My aunt and uncle are going to fix their car or something like that. They're mm-hmm. inside waiting. So Dean goes into the cafe where this couple is. Oh. Yeah. The Sam scene happens before he hops into the, into the diner. Into the diner. You are right. He's trying to buy a bus ticket uh, to California, but unfortunately there isn't one until the next day. So Sam is like, aww. Aww. Unacceptable. What was that? What did the lady behind the counter say? He's like, is there any other way I can get to Stockton today? She's like, yeah, buy a car. Right. I was like, ouch. Someone's been behind the uh, ticket window a little too long. Right, right. A little too long. But, oh, surprise. Meg is also there at the bus station. Blondie girl. And surprise, she's also going to California. <laughs> surprise, surprise. Yes. And that's all we learn yep. in, in that scene is that, hey, I'm going to California too. Mm-hmm. But they make little eyes at each other. You know, there's kind of some, some cuteness happening yep. there. And she is very charming, I have to say. Oh, absolutely. I love her hair. Yeah, I do too. <laughs> I wish I could pull that hair off. Okay, so meanwhile... Uh, Dean goes into the diner and sees this couple, uh, with a spread. An enormous meal. It's cartoonish almost, like how much food is. Yeah, oh my god, Dean's Dean's face. 
hysterical. Yeah. He, I mean, he doesn't like do this comic take, but he does a slightly, does a little, like, yeah, you what's know. going on? Huh? Also, Scotty's face was funny because he's happy and shiny and smiley, like oh, with right. this couple. <laughs> and he <laughs> looks up and sees Dean and it just goes, boom. Oh, <laughs> outsider. This guy. Oh, my gosh. So, um, but they said they stopped for gas because they, they reluctantly talked to Dean because Dean is kind of making a pest of himself, you know, like <laughs> intruding on their dinner, on their meal, yeah. uh, despite um, Scotty being like, just leave them alone. They just want to yeah. eat. Mm-hmm. Um, but Dean still kind of like nudges his way into their dinner. And uh, it turns out that they stopped for gas and that the mechanic, as they was filling up, noticed that there was it their gas line was leaking or their brake, brake line, line was leaking. Brake line was leaking. Mm-hmm. And uh, they could, you know, the mechanic could fix it. It's going to, you know, shouldn't take too long. You know, by nightfall, you should be fine. And uh, Dean, you know, says, well, oh, I, I know something about cars. I could probably fix your car sooner than that. Yeah. And, and he's trying to convince them to, I, I'm assuming, leave town sooner yeah. rather than later. Yeah. Um, but they are just so into this meal. And plus, I can't blame them for being like, nah strange yeah. guy who just yeah. sat next to us yeah their their mood towards dean goes from you know kind of open and friendly to shut out very quickly yeah and it this is kind of the point where dean like you know he's like oh, okay all right but you know you know nightfall it's really dangerous you know he's, <laughs> he's, he's creepy. creeping them out right and what's funny is that when they're just like no man just just leave us alone he says you know my brother Sam could have done it, you know, he could have turned on the puppy dog eyes and he probably could have convinced, you know, and I was like, yeah. what would Sam do? You know, WWSD, what would Sam <laughs> right. do? So he was totally trying to channel Sam and failed and turned into this like, creepo. Yeah. <laughs> and it's funny, before he even said that, I was even thinking to myself, it's like, man, this is why you need Sam, because you can't do this, man. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have what it takes. You do not have his puppy dog eyes or his no. bedside manner. Yes, exactly, you know. the bedside manner. And I just thought it was funny that he was like, huh, Sam probably could have done this. Yes. Uh, um, backtrack just a touch. Pi Day just recently passed. It was uh, like a week yes. and a half ago, right? Yep. Um, from when we were recording this. Yes. It hasn't yet been established in the supernatural history that Dean loves pie. Right. But Still Dean hasn't does. really. No. You know, because he asks for the pie right. at 1844 time yeah, he asked for a slice of pie yeah but he, he never get gets it, it. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't get it but again he's just asking for pie right he doesn't we still don't know i mean if you've watched the show you know that sam loves pie dean up loves until pie. this point i'm sorry <laughs> if you've watched the show you know that dean loves pie at this point in time we don't know that dean loves pie no but this was just oh. a little a, a, a taste if you will yes Yes, <laughs> nibble. And unfortunately, in the time that it's taken Dean to not convince these people to leave, the uh-huh. sheriff's been called yep. by Scotty, and and Dean is escorted out of town. Yeah. Question. Yeah. How is that fucking legal? How can anyone be escorted out of town by law enforcement? Well, I don't know, but there is a deleted scene that um, oh. it's this scene that's just a little longer. I think Dean is kind of arguing with him a little bit. The sheriff is just like, you want to do this the easy way or the hard way or whatever. And Dean is like, well, what if I don't? 
But if I choose not to leave town, and the sheriff's like, well, then I'm going to make you. And then the cut to the scene of him, like, driving out. So oh, okay. it's probably just because... small town police sure. politics, you know. I just think that's just one of those things, because it's like every time there's a new guy in town, there the threat is you have to leave town. You guys, you don't fit in here. <laughs> you need to keep moving. Yeah. I'm like, under what law, what what authority do, do the police have to make you leave the town you know in small towns they sometimes live by their own rules you know then that's the answer i was looking for yep because i've lived in a lot of small towns not that i had a lot of running <laughs> have you been running out of no. town a lot sammy <laughs> <laughs> so you're hitchhiking ways but i did think it was funny that he literally does run him out of town you know it's not just a empty threat no. you know it's... two cars yep. <laughs> out of town yep and then as soon as he gets to the town limits, Dean keeps driving. Yeah. Cop like flips, a, you know, flips a bitch, and then you turn back back to town. Yeah. So meanwhile, we're going back to uh, Sam, the bus station. Yeah. Yeah. So him and Meg are having drinks. They're commiserating about their family. Uh, shockingly, you know, she kind of has the same problem. You know, the exact same yeah. problem. Like the exact same words. You know, because, because my, family, my said... family said so. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. And I just want to, um, I just want to make my own way. Yeah. So, of course, <laughs> Sam totally relates mm -hmm. to her. Mm -hmm. I don't know. So this is the point where you're, you've got to be, if you weren't already on to her, you have to be on to her. Right. Now. Right. Yeah. Now it's, it's, it's like, there's something fishy going on. It's, yeah. She's just lady. a little too attached and a little too convenient. Yes. You know, for, for She's Sam. conveniently there on the road. She's conveniently there at the bus station. She conveniently, conveniently has, has the same, same backstory. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep. They're conveniently going to California. Yes. Conveniently, she couldn't get a ticket either. Mm-hmm. All right. So, um, but before we can get too much into that, we go back to Dean. It's now sundown. Dean just came back. You know? <laughs> no sheriff to stop <laughs> him. Just, well, actually... He hasn't come back. The next scene is the couple that just, that was stuffing themselves at the cafe are now driving down Orchard Road. Oh, okay. We don't know that Dean is back. Well, no, Do there's we? a scene, yeah, there's a scene that he, it's like sundown and you see the same shot of the town sign. Oh, um, you see Dean the, drive yeah, past Yeah, you see it. the, yeah, going the That's other, right. like back Perfect in the town. Oh, darn it, I thought I had it. <laughs> darn it. I will not make it through a single episode <laughs> without screwing up my own continuity. <laughs> They're minor oh. things. It's minor things, but it Can does, you see it, me raising my hands in the air? It does tickle my me. <laughs> <laughs> I love that I contradict you, and I am I'm wrong. I am absolutely wrong in my contradictions. <sighs> Go ahead. Yeah, so Sam, <laughs> I mean Dean, oh, Oh, God, kill me now. <laughs> Wait, I'm going to take a sip of water. I'm going to cleanse okay. my palate. You do yeah, that. All right, so Dean comes back. You, I mean, you just see him driving past the, the, the sign back into town. And then we see the couple who's, oh, surprise, the car has broken near the same spot. So they're <laughs> off wandering into the orchard looking for help. And with no no real thoughts to didn't we just have the car fixed right i mean they kind of say that but that's it they're like all right well look there's a house let's go i would have been like swearing and cursing we yeah. just had the car fixed uh -huh. 
and there'd be a little bit more i'm i don't know it's i'm just saying if it were me <laughs> yeah right. yeah. yeah off they go and then they see the scarecrow wielding a, his scythe you know they're being chased and they're ah! and then they run into dean who's like pointing a gun at them <laughs> or I could just see fr- from from their point of view, like, oh god, we're stuck it's between a scarecrow guy. and the creepy guy. <laughs> <laughs> right, stuck between a scythe and a gun. You know, what do we do? <laughs> what do we do? And again, this is where I throw the boy in front of me and take care of myself right. and run. Right. But then Dean says, you know, get back to the car. I'll take care of this, and starts shooting the scarecrow with the rock salt gun. But Does it's not nothing. doing anything. Yeah. So they yep. run. They run. They run. Uh, Dean is shooting, 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 and the scarecrow is still just running. But suddenly, they're out of the orchard, mm-hmm. and the scarecrow is no longer chasing them. Yeah, I guess his boundaries are within a certain limit. Yeah. But um, then they they go, what was that? And he's like, don't ask. <laughs> he doesn't have time for the talk right now. <laughs> Dean calls Sam. Yeah. This was huge. This was such a, like... Like, what do, you, what do you do when, you know, you've just saved a couple from a possessed scarecrow? Right. You, know? you talk to the one person who would understand what was going on. Yep. You know, besides their dad, but, you know, daddy right. issues going on there, so. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so, Dean calls Sam to be like, oh my gosh, guess what's happening here? Mm-hmm. You know, it's a possessed scarecrow. And uh, Dean's been able to kind of piece together based on his experience with the Scarecrow Mm -hmm. that the Scarecrow is like embodied by a a pagan god. And Sam's Mm -hmm. like, how do you know it's a pagan god? Well, based on the time of year that this that this thing keeps happening cyclically, Mm -hmm. that it kills or tries to kill couples, which is, you know, based in North uh, Norse mythology um, that has to do with like fertility yeah this god is being fueled by sacrificial ritual yeah because he makes a note of like you should have seen the food there for this couple you know they're just fattening them up fattening them up their last meal yeah that's i wrote down i was like hansel and gretel hansel and gretel yeah yeah and even (laughs) sam says like yeah their last meal before they go on yeah and it says uh i think he mentions that in the sequence of things, like the god possesses the scarecrow, and the scarecrow then, at embodied form, can can kill and make right. a sacrifice. So he's on his way. He's got an appointment with a professor at a local college to do some research, and then they try to apologize to each other. Yeah, in his own way. You know, Dean is kind of mumbling around. He's like, you know, um, I think I just want to say, you know, <laughs> like he can't quite spit the words out. But getting the point across, and Sam says, yeah, I'm sorry, too. Yeah. This is so my sister. <laughs> she would, no matter what fight we had, she was always the, like, peacemaker, mm-hmm. the apologizer. Even if it was my fault that we were having whatever argument we were having or whatever, she was always the one who would come back and say, let's be sisters. Yeah. You know? Aww. Like, to this day, I'm, I would still be having a grudge if it weren't for my sister. <laughs> you know? I am so stubborn when it comes to that. So I, I totally had a little aw moment of, yeah. I mean, they, they as brothers, they didn't like come right out and be like, I love you, I love you. They yeah, just, yeah. they tried to apologize. I accept your trial of an apology, your attempt yes. at an apology. <laughs> Let's move forward. But I, the other thing I liked about it was that, that Dean recognized, told Sam that he recognizes his his need to do things yeah. on his own for himself. And that's huge. It is huge. He acknowledges Sam's independence. 
and says, no, I, you know, I may not quite understand it, but, you know, I respect it, you know? Yes, yes, exactly. This was, I want to say, a total chick flick moment. (laughs) Yes. Putting that out there. (laughs) Yes. But they, again, since they were on separate locations and they were just doing it over the phone. Yeah. You know, not fully chick flick. Right, that's true. It wasn't in the rain or anything like that. But right, right, right. <laughs> what did what did Dean call him? My trusty sidekick, uh, geek, geek boy, geek, trusty <laughs> geek boy sidekick. Which is why he's meeting with the professor because he doesn't have his, his geek trusty boy geek boy sidekick. Okay, so Dean heads off to the local community college mm-hmm. to talk to a professor about Nordic, uh, not Nordic, or just like Norse. local, yeah, Norse mythology, Norse mythology, anything local, yeah. you know. There's a lot of immigrants in this area. Did you, uh, this this professor, did you recognize this professor? You know, I guess maybe I kind of did, but not enough to feel the urge to look him up, you know? <laughs> okay. This is William B. Davis. Mm-hmm. William B. Davis is the quintessential arch nemesis of Fox Mulder on the X-Files. Oh. From the first episode to one of the last episodes. He is the cigarette smoking man he is cancer man he is the black lung son of a bitch he doesn't have a name until like the end of the the seasons the end of the run of the show he is cancer man he is the cigarette smoking man in every scene the way you know he's there is you see smoke you know Ah. in every scene he's smoking so he is the biggest arch nemesis from the x-files so when i saw him i was like (gasps) oh I mean, big. Yeah. This is the, like, you've got Mulder, you've got Scully, cigarette smoking man. Wow. Yeah. So to see him on the show, I, I was like, hit pause. I got to write this down. Yeah. Sammy's going to kill me. <laughs> <laughs> so. No, that's very cool. That's a huge, huge guest star. Yeah. Huge guest star. Oh, and since we're paused talking about guest stars, mm-hmm. um, the actress who plays Meg, Nikki Acox. She was brought on the show by Kim Manners. They had worked on another show together, and mm-hmm. he specifically like wrote this, not wrote this part, but brought her on the show because of their working relationship. Aw. Yeah. That's so I funny. thought that was really cool. Yeah. I like when producers and directors and things do that. Yeah. You know, like, oh, I remember this person because they were great to work with. Let's give them more work. Let, let's, yeah, let's work together again because it was a good experience. So, mm-hmm. um... I just thought that was really cool because mm-hmm. I, I haven't personally seen her on a lot of things that I'd no, recognize I recognize her. Either. It's a shame because she's a really good actress. Mm-hmm. Okay, so back to this guy, the yes, professor. The, profess- the professor helps Dean narrow down from all the Norse gods, like, yeah. what what is Dean looking for? Right. And he's I looking also, for, like... Yeah, I also think that he narrows it down, A, from just any pagan do- god to specifically Norse pagan gods because when dean's asking about immigrants and i think he says something about what scandinavian or something mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah so he's like okay so out of these norse pagan gods <clears throat> what could it be yes yeah, so what, what he finds out from the professor is when they're flipping through that big old book yep you know dean recognizes something that looks kind of like a scarecrow hey look a scarecrow yeah <laughs> Could it be a scarecrow, possibly? And the professor's yeah. like, well, I mean, I guess if these were real. 
Yeah, they talk about Vanner, Vonner. He says Vonner, and I did not look up the correct pronunciation. Um, I I don't think they know, because even Dean is like, Vonner? Yeah. (laughs) But it talks about human sacrifice. Mm -hmm. It talks about a sacred tree. Yes, that that this god um, gets its energy from a sacred tree. It's pretty much the god of protection and prosperity. Yes. um, Which is why this town is so seemingly blessed. Mm -hmm. Yes. And Dean says, well, would torching this tree uh, kill the god? Yeah. And the professor's like, none of this is real. Yeah. So what are you talking about? Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, and, uh, and Dean's like, all right, well, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for the info. And I have to say, I hate to say it, but there, was a, there wasn't a mistake, but there was a, you could see the camera in one of these shots. Oh, really? Yeah, and it because it when I first watched it, I was like, "What was that?" Mm. Like, what I thought there was somebody else in the room right. with them, mm-hmm. and of course, that's when Dean opens the door to leave, and he gets like head butted in the face with a uh, by the sheriff with his rifle, mm-hmm. and I was like, "How did the sheriff get in the room? He wasn't in the room. It was the like the barn doors of a camera oh, that comes into the shot." And it was just in the shot long enough and pronounced enough that I was like, oh, what was that? And I had to go back and watch it again. I was like, oh, it was a camera. I didn't notice it. (laughs) I I did notice a camera, I forgot to mention, in Bugs. Coming up on the hole? No, it was in the reflection of the shower door when the woman is dead on the ground. And, you know, the camera goes, like, from the shower and then towards the ground. Up her body. Yeah. Yeah. You could see the reflection of the camera in the remaining shower door. (laughs) No way! I missed that! It was a very slight, you know, it was just like that. I'm pretty sure that's a camera. (laughs) But (laughs) at this point, they didn't care, I don't think. But anyway. (laughs) They could have plastic spiders. Right. Why would they care about? Right. But anyway, back, back to this one. Surprise, the professor was in on it. He just he gives a knowingly look to the sheriff who just knocked out Dean. Yep. And then the next oh. scene is, you know, all of these players, you know, of the town. The townspeople, yeah. Mm-hmm. Gathering around. In the rain, under umbrellas, which is an exact steal from an X-Files episode. Oh. <laughs> but, just so you know, uh-huh. uh, it was an episode that your buddy... Um, uh, um, 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 Dan Butler was in. Oh, really? Yep, yep. I won't go into the details of the episode, but it was a really all the camera shots with the, uh, you know, with them huddled under the umbrellas uh-huh. in the rain and the uh-huh. and the shot of the camera overhead from them. Yeah. Completely stolen, um, <clears throat> homaged from yeah. the X Files from right. that from that episode with Dan Butler. <laughs> Which this was a cool shot, I have to say. But they're talking about this really kind of sinister plan. You know, not quite sure what they're talking about. But they their first attempt at sacrifice for this year didn't work. So now they have to come up with a different plan. Um, and the way they're talking, you know, they've got Dean in custody. So they're going to put him there. But who's the second person that they're going to do? And the uncle is really resistant to whatever idea they're coming up with. Yeah. You know, and they, he becomes convinced and said, so, you know, everyone's like, this is for the good of the town. We have to do it. There's no one else. Right. Well, they talk about, like, well, this is murder. It's like, yeah. well, what have the other things been? Right. You know, oh, they're sacrifices. But because th- these two aren't, you know, like, whatever they're talking about yeah. is potentially, they talk about having listened to the screams of previous sacrifices, you know, mm-hmm. from people being murdered in the woods. But 
you know, they're okay with that because it's for the good of the town. But this next step that they're willing to take is they're like, well, uh, this is murder. And are you willing to live with this? And I was like, what's the difference? Yeah. So we don't know. We don't know right. what's what's happening. Right. <clears throat> the camera pans away up into the rain. And then we're back with Megan Sam. They're about to leave. They're about to board this bus. But Sam is uh, can't get a hold of Dean. He's been calling him like like for three hours. Yeah. yeah. And he hasn't picked up. And he knows. He's like, this is not like Dean. You know, for three hours, not picking up, not calling back. Something's amiss. Yeah. And but I Meg's have... like, what? Yeah. But let's just go. You know? Yeah. Why do you yeah. care so much about this brother that you just told me is like ruining your life? Yeah. You know, we should just go just come with me to california yes you know? she is being awfully pushy about this issue it's like she really wants him to go to california yeah yeah like trying to turn him against dean yeah his you own know? brother isn't and this, he's yeah isn't this your jerk brother that you were just telling me like this is the reason why you're on the road right by yourself is because your brother's such a jerk so why yeah. would you want to go back with him come with me to california yeah it's a complete stranger it's fine it'll be fine yeah. <laughs> and sam says it's like no, he's my family. He's my family. I gotta yep. go. So the next thing we see is uh, Dean and Emily. They're locked up in a in a cellar somewhere. Yeah. So the townspeople shove only, Emily into yeah, the cellar. Yeah, they grab Emily and shove her down there where they've left Dean after they knocked him out. Yeah. So now and, it comes clear. It's like, oh, the other person is going to be Emily. Emily's, which you yeah. could kind of, you know, maybe guess when you were watching the prior right. scene. but. Right. Reference her, but they don't call her name. Right. So but then they do. They shove her into the cellar. This aunt and uncle are selfish bastards. You know, you're 100%. really just like, are you? 100%. What? What? You're going to yeah. do this to your, this? she's basically your daughter. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And they, they say to her, you know, well, later they, yeah. they say, they talk to her about sacrifice. But before the uh, aunt and uncle come in, Dean and Emily have some time in the cellar by themselves. Yeah with each other and i'm assuming the way the conversation picked up that that dean's been like filling her in right on like he, ga he this... gave her the truth is out there talk yes exactly exactly and that's why she says something like i i did not know about the scarecrow god okay i wasn't in on you know this everything you just told me about happening i had no idea it was happening yeah and yeah. dean believes her but then that's when the townspeople come back in the aunt and uncle and the sheriff come in and are well, before before that, um, this is where they talk about the first tree. Like Dean is like, oh, this is where. Yes, he mentions it's like we have to find. We have to find this tree. Is there is there anything? And she's like, yeah, there is a tree that the settlers brought with them that they call right. the first tree. The first tree. But and I don't it would know be where the oldest. Is. Yeah, I don't know where it is. I don't know what it looks like, right. but it does exist. You know, right. so something. So, so she at least Emily can like validate that yeah. there is something they can do about it yeah find the first tree but they have yeah. to find it mm -hmm. um then the aunt and uncle <laughs> the sheriff come back to the cellar grab them and uh tie them tie dean and uh, emily to trees in the orchard yeah all the while blathering about sacrifice um and how you know it's for the for the good of the great you know the sacrifice of one is for the betterment of of everybody, of others. Mm -hmm. I wish it wasn't you. There's no one else. Yeah. That's what sacrifice and means, is to give up something you love. And it, the meanwhile, I'm thinking, it's like, well, you could do it, you know? Right, You could exactly. sacrifice yourselves, you old bastards. Yeah. 
it goes from Sam saying, he's my family, to Emily saying, but I'm family. Yeah. And then the aunt saying, well, that's your sacrifice, is yeah. that you have to give up something you love. Yeah. And she's like, my life? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but absolutely. The, so, um, like, Sam's sacrifice is selfless. Mm-hmm. You know, he's, and Dean's sacrifice is selfless. Emily's mm-hmm. is going to be selfless. But the aunt, her sacrifice is completely selfish. Totally. She's absolutely only thinking about herself. And that's mm-hmm. what I wrote down. I was like, this is a horrible role. Like, why would you ever yeah. accept this role as <laughs> yeah. an actress? Because uh, there's just... You're just the worst. To, to say those words and I know, know that, this, that this character completely believes that she's doing the right thing. Yeah. For, not only for the town, but she thinks that the sacrifice would be like, in honor for Emily like Emily yeah. should be like yes of course of co- I want I want my aunt and uncle to to live yeah you know prosperously right oh, yeah that's a lot of therapy coming for Emily I think <laughs> Dean is sitting there she's just like what are we gonna do and he's like don't worry I have a plan or I'm yeah, thinking so what's of the a plan? plan I'm working on it yeah that's it that's <laughs> hours <it>. later <laughs> so what's the plan I'm working on it he's like you don't have a plan to you no, he definitely did not have a plan. He did not have a plan. Um, then they hear footsteps. They can't see the scarecrow because it's not in their line of vision. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. They hear footsteps and they're like, oh, no. Here Surprise, it's Sam. It's Sam. Rescue. Dean is like, I take back everything I ever said about you. <laughs> I'm so glad you're here. You know, untie us and uh, keep an eye on the scarecrow. <laughs> and Sam says, what scarecrow? How did you get here? Oh, that was a, that's what Dean said. How did you get here? Yeah, you stole a car. Stole a car. My man. Yep. So then they were like, okay, we got to go. So they try to run, but the townies are prepared. They're there. Yep, pointing the guns. guns at them. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. You guys, either we shoot you. Yeah. <laughs> or you stay here and get torn to pieces by yeah. a scarecrow. Yeah. <laughs> Little did the aunt and uncle know that they don't get to choose who the sacrifice is. Mm-hmm. The uh, scarecrow grabs the uncle, right? Grabs he like, shoves his scythe through the uncle's chest. Yeah, ooh. while they're while they're monologuing about what's you know, what's, what's good for the town. Yeah, scarecrow's like, screw this, I'm taking who's ever closest. <laughs> yep, kills the uncle, grabs the aunt, and she mm-hmm. has the longest scream I've ever heard. Mm-hmm. Extended screaming, and I was like, enough, <laughs> enough <laughs> with the screaming. But she gets dragged off, and we yep. assume townies run off. They say, oh, so then the morning comes. And Emily is on a mission. Find no, I mean tree. Yes, and they do. They see a tree that has a bunch of Norse runes carved into the side of it, exactly like the uncle's ring. Uh-huh. They brought like a gasoline can with them, and uh, you know they like Sam pours gasoline on the tree, and Dean lights a, a you know branch on fire, and Emily's like, "Let me do this." Yeah, you know, and Dean says, "Well, the whole town's gonna die," and she's like, "Good." Yeah. You know, good for her. Yeah. I also, I I wanted to mention this earlier because it was something that just popped into my head. How convenient that there have always been a couple driving through town during the first week day. of April. <laughs> Especially when when uh, Scotty's like, we don't get strangers here. Yeah. Except yeah. on April 2nd. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. <laughs> Yeah, well, that kind of goes along with you don't put scarecrows in apple orchards yeah. and, you know, those weren't actually apple orchards and, you know, yes, how convenient. So after they burn the tree, we're assuming that it's done. Yep. 
So no one seems too upset that two more people got murdered in the process, but it's still like a success. It's like still a win for Sam and Dean, even yeah. though, you know. Well, they were bad couple- guys. Let's just face it. These, I mean, they've murdered. Here's right. they, a, a sacrifice. They got their comeuppance. Yep. Yes. Yes, they got their comeuppance. And they you kill got- these two people to save the future lives of, of everybody. Yeah. So they send Emily off to Boston. It looks like she gets on a bus. So and then and they have a nice touching moment, you yeah. know. So Sam's like, "What made you?" I mean, Dean says, "What made you change your mind?" Like and come back. Mm-hmm. This is like redeeming. In my eyes, it redeems Sam. In my eyes, because mm. he he said he explains his rationale, which is you know Jess and Mom are still gone. No matter what I do, yeah, they're gone. Yeah. So me cutting ties with you isn't going to bring them back right dad is who knows where which is funny because he was on his way to stockton to go find dad so i'm assuming that you know while dad may be in california it's a big state they don't know where dad is so dad's dad can't be relied upon so it's just the two of us Mm -hmm. let's keep us together right because we're all that's left right and I thought that was really big because he totally put aside his personal need for revenge and answers mm-hmm. and is, you know, more concerned about his relationship with his brother. Mm-hmm. And, and he used his, like, his bedside manner, so to he speak. Does. You know, he's he that brother. He's the one who comes back and says, you Nice, know, beautiful I'm, things. I'm, and I'm sorry. Yeah. Dean gets uncomfortable and <laughs> he's like, that was beautiful, Sam. Really touching. He's like, Hold me, Sam. That yes, be- yes, that's right. <laughs> and I was Sam, you should be kissing my ass. Yes. <laughs> Dean says, I had a plan. He, he definitely back, did not I have a plan. Did not have a plan. I had a plan. And in, in those moments, I was thinking to my, have you watched Arrested Development ever? No. It's a show infamous because there's a, a, a narrator, like, oh. during it. And so anytime something crazy is happening, so if someone says, like, for example, don't worry, I have a plan. Then the narrator says, he definitely did not have a plan. So <laughs> the subtext? Yes, yes, yes. Nice. So, so you think that's the end, uh-huh. right? Well, at least for them it is. Right. But the next thing we see is Meg. In another, in another creepy, creepy, van. creepy van. With another creepy driver. Yeah, yeah. Um, and she suggests, you know, that they pull over. The guy pulls over. He's like, yeah, <laughs> let's pull over. Mm-hmm. And and Meg says, well, I have to make a phone call. And uh, he's like, oh, I have a phone. She's like, nope, don't need a phone. Not that kind Pull- of call. Pulls out like this this creepy looking silver chalice. Yeah. Like a, you know, wine cup and a knife. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> slashes the guy across the neck you know cuts his i'm assuming his carotids Mm -hmm. and she takes the chalice and just like collects all the blood that is just Mm -hmm. pouring out of this man's body yep she's very calm and collected while doing so as well yep and when she's done she's like puts like boop just kind of pushes him over like boop done with you swirls her finger in the blood which is gross Mm -hmm. and it starts to like kind of bubble and dance a little bit and and she like says some sort of like incantation. It turns mm-hmm. out, and apparently she's this is her phone call. Yeah. <laughs> she's like, she's having a conversation mm-hmm. that we can't hear. Right, you know, we right. can hear her, but we don't hear what's being said to her. Right, and so she, something is talking to her through this blood sacrifice. And uh, all I heard her say uh, was, uh, 
she's like, why did I have to let Sam go or something? Yeah, she's just like, I don't understand. I could have taken him. I could have taken them both. I'm strong right. enough too. I like, what's what's the holdup? What are we waiting for? Yeah, and then you don't hear anything. Mm-hmm. And she just keeps saying, yes, sir. Yes. Yes, sir. Yes. Yes, father. Yeah. And. And. <laughs> and it's like, oh. Yeah. Ooh. Now, okay, I re- so- I remember yeah. that the scene is very memorable for spoiler alert for anybody Do who it. is not moving forward or I mean who hasn't seen these before. Uh, Meg comes back. <laughs> uh, she's a pretty major player and she's yeah. a pretty evil major player. But yeah, in real As time, evidenced by her slashing this guy's throat. Right, and... right, right. But you know, like if you've watched these before and you're you know watching these scenes play out with Meg, you're thinking like, oh. Don't talk to her, you know. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. But but anyway, I rem- this scene has always been very memorable for me. I don't know why. It just always has stuck in my well, head. It's because it was it's a surprise. Sho- it's shocking. Yeah. It's shocking in the in the cool-headed violence uh-huh. of it for one thing. Yeah. But also like even though you kind of have a feeling that there's something up with this chick, you're still not quite sure what until this end where it's just like whoa you know right and specifically that there is something after sam and dean right yeah it's not just them going to a town and like uh-huh. eradicating a poltergeist yeah or something unconnected with them now something is like trying to something is chasing yes. them right exactly and right. they don't know about it right. we do yeah so it's one of those the truth is out there moments but it's for us because uh-huh. it's like <gasps> Yeah. There is so much out there, yeah. and now it's after our heroes. Yeah, this was a, a big moment in the direction that the show kind of goes from here, I think. Absolutely. This was definitely a, a lean-forward moment in the storyline. Like, mm-hmm. it's like we've been climbing up a hill, you know, and now we're kind of at the crest. Yeah. And it's going to start, we're just going to start zooming down this hill Yeah. into Supernatural. I just, yes. I, yeah. I liked this episode. Mm-hmm. I liked the moments in it. Um, some of it, you know, was, you know, you got to take with a grain of salt. Yeah. Uh, so, so to speak. Um, but I also want to the- mention about the scene about Meg's final oh, scene. Yes. This was the first time I had seen it with the actual sound, tr- with the original soundtrack. And while I like, I do like the song choice that they play for Netflix. I think it is kind of like this grinding, sinister, you know, something sound. But yeah. in the original, they play Bad Company, which I thought was an excellent choice. You know, and yeah. it was, like, so different from what they chose for Netflix. Uh-huh. But it was just like, ah. Oh. See, and that's, like, my rock and roll. Yeah. You know, Leonard Skinner, Bad Company. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so those those bands and that music, those songs that they picked, had I heard them, would have connected me more to that episode right it's not like it wasn't it wasn't like the bad drive-off music of um several uh, upper epi- several yeah, other like, episodes <laughs> yes exactly uh it was great it didn't take me out but mm-hmm. when you told me that it was those bands i was like oh, it could have been yeah. that much more of a connection for me yeah i was going to talk about how like scarecrows yes totally american but also completely harmless unless you're watching a tv show <laughs> <laughs> you know, or in a movie. Right. Oh, um, you know what, though? I do want to, I think I am going to insert this, because this was this came from Eric Kripke. Uh, when he's talking about scarecrows, they're very distinctly American. 
like farms and cornfields and scarecrows. Of course, they don't have cornfields up in Vancouver where they film, so it became an apple orchard, but same difference. <laughs> <laughs> Except right. there are no scarecrows in apple orchards. Um, that's very funny. Yeah. You work with what you got. Yeah. <laughs> And, and then and it wasn't it, an, not an apple orchard. Not, not it's an a apple hazelnut orchard. grove. <laughs> <It's> a... <laughs> Valerie, I like that little decoration you have in your closet. <laughs> I decided since I've been spending so much more time in the closet, I need to make it a little bit. Uh, a little bit homier. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Are you talking about my bottle? I am talking about your my bottle. bottle. Uh, yeah, Shannon made this for me. Aww. I absolutely love it. It's so cute. And like yeah. little fairy lights. So since this is uh, an audio <laughs> platform and not oh. a visual. <laughs> so... I'm like showing it to you on <laughs> the camera. I'm like, look at this. I'm turning it. Yes, it's beautiful. So what it is, it's an empty, it looks like a wine bottle. It is. Um, covered with like a decoupage of uh, uh, blue and white. styles of papers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Papers like... and paint and yep. very artsy looking. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then filled with those little fairy string lights. So it's almost like a little glowy lamp. Yeah. It, it absolutely is. In fact, when it's darker, um, it looks like little fireflies in the oh, bottle. I love it's that. Just, it's, yeah, it's really subtle because the, the the lights are really small, so it's yeah. not like this big glowing orb. Uh-huh. It's just these subtle little lights, and it's just nice. It's a nice yeah. little comfort to have. I like and, those fairy lights. Yeah, and you know she did such a good job on this. Her um her Etsy page has some really nice bottles. Yeah, she does. Really nice stuff. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm waiting on one that she's making. Um, she wanted to get all the right parts for it, but hint hint it has something to do with the show so i know once it's made and once i get it i will post a picture of it up on our um instagram and stuff she does bottles uh to order you know yeah she Uh, does she does custom made so her etsy shop by the way is bottles by shan all one word and we'll put this in our social media channel so you can find it um but she has some pre-made ones available you know ones that she designed herself but she also takes custom orders. So if there's a design, you know, that you have in mind or you're like, I like this one, but I'd rather have it in red instead of blue, you know, yep. you can let her know and she'll make a custom bottle for you. Yeah, I, uh, I had one made for my sister-in-law who's Dutch and she loves the color orange. So uh-huh. I asked her to decoupage an orange bottle oh, or a bottle cool. to orange for mm-hmm. my sister-in-law and she loves it. They're, they're great gifts. I mean, not to like totally like make it about gifts, but they're really nice. They are really nice gifts. Really nice. I agree. Yeah. Also does vases as well. Oh yes. So, yeah. I def- so I should check- probably get a vase. A vase. You with the green thumb now. I know. <laughs> Where that green thumb came from, Sammy. You didn't Depression. have it when we were roommates. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Get a bottle by Shan. I will get a bottle by Shan. We're speak. We're talking about our friend Shannon Chrisman, by the way, who is a avid theater lover and performer. So this was her creative outlet during pandemic times, and yep. we love it. So go check her the out. Thing she, yep, the thing she does when she's not doing the thing she does. Right, exactly. I won't sing you the gonna... song again. Oh. Okay, fine. Uh, oh, how did it go? What did I say? 
Shout out to people doing things that aren't the things that they normally do. Wow, that's very good, Sammy. <laughs> you didn't think so last time. <laughs> no, I, no, let me rephrase. It's very good that you remembered who's the snarky one now. Oh my god, my poor voice teacher is shaking his head right now. <laughs> All right, so that's going to do it for this episode, Scarecrow. Uh, we loved it. We hope you I loved, loved it. it. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, stay tuned next week for Faith. Faith. These one-word these one titles. I know. Are... They're not funny. I can't wait until the titles start to become funny. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're, they're just a little too on the nose. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's like, what is this one about bugs? What's this yeah. one about an asylum? What's this yeah. one about scarecrow <laughs> yeah exactly so next week join us for faith which will be about faith george michael <laughs> make sure to subscribe to anywhere that you listen to podcasts if you like what you're hearing uh please rate us if you feel inclined to do so and follow us on all of our social media channels i put all of our tags in our show notes so you can find us there but we're basically at salt and burn this pod or at Salt and Burn This, but I think if you search that, you'll find us anyway. Um, so yeah, thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.